Hello, and welcome to The Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. I'm Joey Pizzolatto, editor of Auto Finance News, and joining me today is Amanda Harris, associate editor. This is our weekly wrap for what happened in auto finance for the week ending June 4th, 2021. As always, before we get started, I want to thank Auto Finance News' advertisers, MarketScan, Agora Data, Alpha, Defy Solutions, Struck and Struck and Levon for their continued support. In general news, dozens of websites were inaccessible this morning, including the New York Times, Bloomberg, CNN, and Amazon, just to name a few. The issue was linked to cloud service company Fastly that helps sites load faster and has since been resolved. In about a good news, U.S. health regulators approved the first new Alzheimer's drug in nearly two decades. The therapy is supposed to slow memory loss associated with the disease. And finally, much of the $47 billion in, in federal aid provided to renters as a result of the pandemic are tied up, tied up behind eligibility rules and an overburdened infrastructure. Federal eviction moratoriums are set to expire on June 30th, but have once already been extended. In auto finance, the Mannheim Used Vehicle Index surpassed 200 for the first time in the index history in May. This is the fifth consecutive month the index has posted meteoric rises as production issues continue to plague the new vehicle market. Um, Amanda, you know, I guess, I guess really the question is like, I mean, we're in uncharted territory here, but how long can this really continue for? Like, I mean, I don't know if I have a sense, um, but it, it seems to me like at some point the bubble's got to burst. Yeah, um, so like you mentioned, Mannheim, which we've been following and has consistently gone up pretty much since the pandemic started um, with, you know, a few a few months where it didn't actually go up from the, the previous one. But for the most part, it's been going up like crazy, hitting record levels. I think this is the fourth or the fifth consecutive month of hitting a record. Um, so it went over 200. And that's the first time in, in the history of the index, which goes back to about 1997. Uh, so it's just crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, to your point, like we know this has gone up and up and up. And I think maybe, you know, the industry might've thought by now it would stop <laughs> and maybe even out a little bit, um, but it just hasn't. Uh, and, you know, and it went up from like almost 5% just from last month, which was another record. Uh, so it's not even going up small amounts. Like five is a pretty big jump, I feel like from one month in anything in our industry. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, but the, the sentiment I'm kind of getting is, you know, this has been drive, been being drived really a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, dwindled inventory, really strong consumer demand, you know, all of those things are gonna be in place for a while, but some of the pieces like demand, especially, you know, consumers are already kind of starting to back off a little bit. Um, you know, really so far the high prices haven't really driven away people that wanted cars because we know demand's still been strong, sales have still been strong um, for new and used vehicles. But it does come a point where eventually like it gets too pricey, right? Like even if you're really in the market for a vehicle, even with low interest rates, you know, great loan terms, like your payment may not be that much, but eventually a car just gets so expensive that even with all those things to help, it's going to start pricing out, you know, even people in the prime market who are, who are looking for a vehicle. 
So I think we're starting to see that. Um, as you mentioned in our story, confidence from consumers did fall a little bit in May, um, as well as plans to buy vehicles and houses because houses are also going up like crazy. I um, know around me too. So I think we are kind of in that maybe starting place now. Um, so I think it's safe to say we might start seeing this level off a little bit, uh, hope, you know, probably over the summer, but this is just kind of my guess with seeing what has come out, um, you know, from everyone this month, the fact that consumers are kind of backing up a little bit um, and inventory just hasn't yet caught up. So there's not really anything to mitigate some of these higher prices. The only thing I could see happening is that demand might taper off, which means that, you know, vehicle manufacturers and stuff might slow down on raising the prices because they, they need to, they need to, to start selling cars or incentives might come back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, incentives have gone away because they haven't really needed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're selling cars without them. Why would you, why would you lose money on incentives? Right. Um, so those are some of the things that I think might come, but there's no like really definitive answer on like how long or where this will fall. I don't think it'll fall back to like normal. Um, like before all this, um, oh, yeah. so the new normal is going to be going to be really high. Well, you know, I'm just thinking about kind of what has gone on over the past year, right? You know, chip shortage. There's been some like mutterings that maybe that will that will start to alleviate kind of in the second half of the year. Um, I would imagine, you know, pent up demand eventually has to like return to normal seasonal levels, right? And usually in the summer months, we see kind of um, lower sales volume outside of, you know, those two major holidays, Labor Day and Memorial Day. Um, So hopefully all of that will kind of give the market a little bit of time to, you know, correct itself. Um, And, you know, couple that with the fact that, you know, one thing that we were talking about in an internal meeting earlier is, you know, People are traveling again. You know, we were talking about how how to how to manage, you know, our, our source outreach. And, you know, do we think that people are gonna be gone for a long period of time? And how might that, you know, dry up um, you know, some of the some of the contacts that we have? And, you know, as people travel, you know, they they spend more more of their excess um, income on on those bills rather than you know, purchases like a car. Um, so, you know, that too potentially could, um, you know, level out demand a little bit so that everything kind of gets back to normal. But I, I really can't envision if, if we were to get through August, like say come September, right, and um, used vehicle values were still through the roof, um, you know, I, I feel like that, that, that's a difficult scenario to see us in. I think part of it too, we've talked about one of the drivers of higher average prices is because consumers are still buying SUVs and and larger pickup trucks. And that's been the case for months and months. Um, So maybe as more people start traveling again, you know, gas prices aren't super cheap right now. You know, if if those go up at all um, and people are, are putting more miles on those cars, maybe they opt for a smaller, you know, better mileage type of vehicle and then their average prices could you know could start going down a little bit 
um, it just depends, but people have, the prices are high and people are going out and buying like the biggest cars. So I I don't really know if that's going to change because for some reason that's maybe because interest rates are so low and they're like, well, I can get a really good deal on my trade-in and then upgrade to like a big pickup truck Mm -hmm. that's being talked about in my own household. So I know that's, (laughs) I know that, you know, trucks and stuff right now are pretty, um, pretty appealing because you can really get a good monthly payment and and rate on those and normally you know they would not be they would not be sitting where they are so Mm. well I mean speaking of tailwinds uh you know you have a story that you know we're going to publish at some point today um kind of about you know there there's a tailwind for subprime so I thought maybe we could discuss that just just briefly um what, what are you seeing there uh, as far as like these used vehicle values in, in subprimes uh, market share? Yeah, um, so we've, we've been following subprime too. We've kind of talked about how it was really down. Um, it's not really that abnormal. Subprime has been losing market share since like 2016. So not necessarily driven by the pandemic, but it definitely didn't help. Um, so we we just kept seeing, and part of that's just because consumers' credit scores overall are better. So there's less consumers in the subprime space to start with. And then the consumers in the subprime space, as we've talked about before, maybe weren't in the market recently for vehicles. So that's also driving it down. Um, but then you have the other side of that. And what we could start seeing is because prices are so high, and like kind of mentioned, right now, trade-in value is you know really really good um, especially on certain models of cars and years and things like that um, you know I mentioned before we've apparently got a hot one in, in my driveway so you know they're making those calls and they're really in demand for those used vehicles so they're going to offer more because they just they just want them on the lot so even older cars things like that so this is a really good chance for people in that space who are typically in the market for a used vehicle to get a better deal for their current car which would then help them be able to afford, you know, a newer used car for them. Um, so we could start seeing that drive people who maybe have not entered the car market in a while. Uh, maybe they are incentivized to, to now come into the market, which would obviously grow subprime share. Um, the caveat there is it might grow, but I don't think given the trend that goes back to 2016, that it's going to you know, grow that much, or um, it might not even curtail like the decline that we've seen because there's so many other factors keeping that so low and kind of mentioned like the credit scores and then just some other factors driving that. Uh, but I do think that it would be interesting to see, if to see a little bit of an increase when we've only been seeing decreases for a mm-hmm. long time. So just some, really to something just to watch out for. See what happens. I will definitely be watching it. Um, speaking of what we're going to be watching this week, uh, what do we have? What do we have for for everyone in the coming days? We already yeah, lost so, today. Yeah, I know, I know. It's already Tuesday. Um, we've got a look at a little bit um, in depth look at, at leasing and financing trends in general to come, um, and we're going to be diving in a little bit more on the power sports market, um, which will be exciting because we'll get to talk about things other than auto. Um, so just stay tuned for this. Great. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, uh, to all our listeners, we want to hear from you. Rate the roadmap on whichever platform you you use to listen to it, um, and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. 
Uh, we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.